We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the DGD Podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds. First off, we're going to talk a little bit about spring scrimmage number one, folks. Uh, took place Saturday. Got a lot to uncover. We're going to talk a lot about positions, what went down. But first, we're going to get to a quick sponsorship ad here. There we go. As Root says, there we go. Listen, be like Root's. Drink your Apotheos coffee and be elite, but don't run out of coffee, okay? Do not run out of coffee. And the best way to do that is to go to dgdpodcast.com forward slash Apotheos, shop their selection, and for every bag that you purchase using the link on our website, 20% of each bag will go to the Classic City Collective because Apotheos is the official coffee and cold brew partner of the Classic City Collective. So make sure you support the dogs. Support Apotheos. Excellent, excellent coffee, folks. I can vouch to it. A lot of the followers here. Get you some coffee today from Apotheos and support the dogs. Follow them at Instagram at Apotheos Roastery and follow them on Twitter at Apotheos Coffee. Trust me, you will not miss it. You, you will love it. Also, Alumni Hall, we are back in business, folks. Alumni Hall has got the best stuff you can find, especially 10 minutes away from uh, from Sanford Stadium, licensed Nike, Cutter and Buck, uh, you name it, they've got it, right? Get your tailgating accessories there, polos, pullovers. You can shop men, women's, kids, you name it, they've got it. Check them out at Alumni Hall. M- go in store at Athens. Go in store. Mention the show, DG Podcast, mention it. You'll get 10% off of your entire purchase. And if you can't make it in store, you can always go to our uh, website, dgdpodcast.com forward slash alumni hall and feel free to shop alumni hall there. Also, give them a follow Instagram and Twitter at alumni hall UGA. Trust me, get you some stuff. You'll you'll never regret it. You'll never regret it. Anyways, folks, Saturday. Saturday was very interesting because it was the first of three scrimmages and cannot wait cannot wait for g-day right absolutely can't wait got an announcement 
for those listening and watching at the end of the show. But y'all came here to listen about the scrimmage that happened Saturday. And what better way to do that than take away with the quarterbacks? I think everybody's feeling, uh, feeling froggy when it comes to quarterbacks. Uh, sounds like there were some good and some bad uh, still looking at a, a open competition. Um, and, and I'm just saying that I think that's only going to help Georgia. I, I think you need, with the lack of experience, starting experience for that matter, uh, that these guys have, yet you need it. Right? You just need it. Um, and what I mean by that is this. You have, you more than likely you're going to see Carson Beck and Brock Vandergriff battle it out for the quarterback one, and then, you know, Gunnar Stockton run it after those two. And and listen, that's okay. Gunnar, Gunnar Stockton, for those that love the Gunnar Stockton train, I do too. But there's no need to try to rush him into it. You've got Carson Beck that's been here. He understands the system. And you got Brock Vandergriff more than capable of doing the same thing. We will see. But I want to give a, brief, a, a quick rundown of what Kirby Smart said uh, after – Right in the press conference about the quarterbacks. Demeanor and communication. So, like, I can I can get the stats, but it, it's like a true quarterback is a decision maker. In our system, because some systems take all the pressure off the quarterback and they just go really fast, we don't do that. We're a quarterback-driven offense. So can you process the information? That means get the signal, get people lined up, then see what the defense is in, and figure out, are we in the right situation? Which of these three choices Coach Bobo's given me am I going to utilize on this play? And then the play happens, and there might be a mistake or a breakdown, and you not go full metal jacket and have catastrophe mode and put us in a bad situation. So, you know, decision-making is the number one thing I want to see at the quarterback position. Can you make consecutive decisions over and over that don't cost our team games? Because we have enough playmakers and we have enough plays that you will make a play Inevitably, don't make a bonehead play. And that's what we're trying to avoid. So Kirby Smart obviously talked about decision-making and, and and all the criteria for what he wants a starting quarterback to do. Well, apparently Saturday you, you had a mixture of ups and downs for all three quarterbacks, right? And you look at Carson Beck, I heard, you know, three picks, uh, pick six, things like that. It's the first scrimmage, right? Don't, don't, go, you know, apocalyptic mode right now on, on, on the state of the program. Just don't do it. It'd be, it's ridiculous. But you have to look at the situation and what Kirby Smart just said. You, you know, quarterbacks making plays are going – it's coming. It's going to come. But it's a matter of limiting the turnovers, right, putting the ball in, in danger, right. How – when we take a look at Stetson, Setson did it from time to time, but it was it was you saw the consistency at the quarterback position and playing in the system. Right? The system works. You have to do that though. You have to play within the system. Trust trust your personnel. Georgia's at a situation where we are ridiculously loaded at the skill positions. We'll talk about one in specific here in just a minute that you might question, and that's okay. But in all seriousness. You take a look, and, and as we move along, right after we after scrimmage one, the quarterback room is wide open, right? It, someone has to step out, be more consistent. Who is going to do that? We do not know. I still think it's Carson Beck to lose, but Carson Beck also has to do the things necessary to pull away and prove to prove to Kirby Smart and coaching staff that he is the guy. 
Georgia fans should feel confident in both. Don't 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 worry about the three picks and and all these picks and stuff like that. This could be the best competition that the quarterbacks are going to see all season. And it wouldn't surprise me. I'm just saying, keep that in mind. Obviously, you want them to play smart. It's one scrimmage. You still got all the way up to G-Day as well. So we will see. Do not stress, folks. I repeat, do not stress just yet, okay? Just, just don't do it. Now, we talk about the running backs. Sounds like Roderick Robinson and Branson Robinson are going to be a problem, right? But this running back room is ridiculously thin right now, especially in the spring. Uh, obviously, Kendall Milton. Uh, Kendall Milton will be out for the spring. Uh, he'll be back ready to go, though. So you have that. But right now, right now is a time where you're you're pushing thin ice if you're not careful. Right? You don't want injuries. I, obviously, we don't want injuries, things like that. But but you're pushing it. You're, you're it's 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 thin, right? Ryder Robinson is going to be a problem, and I think he's going to take over. I think he's going to take over what we saw Branson Robinson, right? In the fourth quarter last year, Branson Robinson, no one wanted to touch Branson Robinson. And I think Roderick Robinson will be just that. I think you're going to see Branson Robinson take an expanded role right into a sophomore season. And listen, if all things considered, I I think you see him have an excellent year. Uh, Rudes asked about Dejan the Mustard, right? Listen, is he still Mustard? Yeah, yeah. I I think you'll see that this season. Uh, and, And then obviously Kendall Milton. It can Kendall Milton break through and assert himself as the guy, right? From a leadership perspective, I think you see that. I I, I want to see him stay healthy, and I want to see him, you know, uh, take a leap forward uh, moving into the season. But I still feel like there isn't a true vertical presence, right? It, it, and what I mean by that is if you take and look at what we have with, with Kenny McIntosh last season, the ability to run routes down the field and, and burn linebackers down the field. I don't know if we have that on the roster right now. Excellent backs, but I don't know if you have that diversity there. Would it surprise me to see us go after someone in the portal for a running back spot? If the right one's there, I would say Georgia goes calling and Georgia might just land one. So keep that in mind. Because, I mean, you need that vertical threat in the passing game from a running back room. We just need that. Uh, and, and listen, Kenny McIntosh is just a rare guy like that. He's just a rare athlete. And it, and that's not discrediting anyone on the anyone on the roster right now. But you can't compare him. You can't compare Kenny McIntosh to those guys. Just, just doesn't. It's just not there. It's the same in our tight end room. You don't have a Darnell Washington. You don't. But that's all right. Because Todd Hartley is going to make that uh, tight end room work, which we're going to talk about a little bit as well. Before we talk about the tight ends, we're going to talk about the receivers, guys. This might be one of the deepest class, uh, deepest groups of receivers you'll see at Georgia. And I guarantee you, in a long time, I think this is probably the deepest group. Because even, even in the in the press conference, Kirby Smart alluded to the depth of the receiving core, talking about, Gunner Stockton throwing to the threes, and it's actually not a detriment because of the depth of the receivers. You're, you're throwing to threes that are still better than most twos and maybe even some ones on other programs. 
Welcome to the current state of Georgia recruiting in the receiver position. You look at Dominic Lovett. That's been the talk of right, that's been the talk of the uh, the offseason for Georgia so far. Uh, listen, he's going to be a problem. He will be a problem. Uh, I think you look at Robert Thomas making plays, right? Arian Smith. Everybody assumes Arian Smith's just a go route guy. I expect him to see more routes, and that's only going to mean good things for Georgia. Okay, you obviously still got Lab McConkey. Lab McConkey is going to be Lab McConkey. Don't sugarcoat it. That just is what it is. You still got Anthony Evans, Anthony Evans, Yazid Haynes, C.J. Smith. Folks, that is a ton of speed, a ton. I, I don't know. I, I can't think of a class that, in receiving purposes, that has had that kind of that much and that level of speed in a long time, in my opinion. I, I, I just haven't. But you have the ability of size. You have the the diversity of size with Tyler Williams and Marcus Shortsmith, Jack Saint, the speed of Arian Smith, and 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 Yazid Haynes, and, and all these other guys. You have like the divert. You have Lad McConkey doing his thing. You've got incoming guys that come in and already making waves. And Dominic and Rara, this receiving court is about to be stupid. Now, also, after spring practice and, and come the portal time, we're not going to talk about it just yet, but it would not surprise me to see a couple guys leave the, from the leave to go elsewhere. It's just that deep. Just that deep. I'm not going to put kids in the portal uh, specifically, but I'm just saying expect a, a receiver or two could possibly leave. Right? It's just it's just that deep. And you've still got to hit the body, uh, the body count in regards to scholarship count uh, for limits and stuff like that. Uh, Pat says that he thinks K Milt makes improvements and solidifies RB one. I, I think so. Uh, obviously, you're still going to see the rotation. You're not going to never see a rotation here, uh, so long as Kirby Smart is the uh, head coach. Uh, he also says the uh, receiver room is solid. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's it's just one of these things where you worry about, right? like, if you think back to 2019, right when when Lawrence Cager went out. Our offense is just – it was brutal, right? It was just brutal to watch the receivers. Nobody could get open. It was it was excruciatingly painful, right, uh, Fromm's last season. It was, it was just painful to watch. From that time until now, I think you've seen a complete 180-degree change, and it's something that Georgia needed to do. They did do it, and I think they're exceedingly well at making the change to have the depth and have the quality depth for that matter to help the quarterbacks, especially now that you're going through a new quarterback, help them through the, you know, through the ropes basically and, and get them situated and comfortable. And listen, Georgia's on a road to a three-peat, and that is a reason why I think you could see Georgia do that. Which leads me to the other portion of the receiving core, and it's the tight ends, right? If you're not familiar with Lost and Lucky, folks, please get yourself acclimated uh, very fast, Okay. When I say he had three touchdowns in this uh, Saturday, bomb of a touchdown for what I was what I was reading and being told, he's going to be a problem. You have Brock Bowers. Need I say more? Need I say more? Just Brock Bowers is, is dangerous, but then you got Oscar Delp that is has basically transformed his body to looking like a two hundred and fifty pound grown ass man. I want to say six four six five two fifty. 
and he's he has taken on the challenge to become a better blocker. Like I said, you don't have a Darnell Washington on this roster, but Darnell Washington is an avatar and a, and an exception to the rule because there should be no man six eight two eighty that blocks like or two seventy excuse me that blocks that good. It's just it's it's so hard to find. However, if you've got Oscar Delp at 6'4", 6'5", 250, willing to block, however, having the ability to stretch the field and, and do the things that we saw, like what we did last year, as a receiving threat, you're going to be dangerous, folks. And, and then from a defensive standpoint, how do you guard the offense when you have those kind of weapons? Right? That is extremely. Like just excruciatingly painful to sit there and try to scheme up something that would work because of the weapons. Joe Huff says Lawson Lucky is going to be a piece, no doubt. Uh, how much play he gets this season, we'll see. I think obviously our schedule will let them get some run, but it, it'll be fun to see how that plays out. But I, you're going to see him. You're going to see that name pop in. Um, but no, when when you take a look at the overall talent of the receivers, the running backs, all the all these all this talent. Again, going back to what Kirby Smart said in that clip from the press conference, you've got so much talent around you. All you need to do is be smart and be careful with the ball. Don't force things. Don't make mistakes. Can a quarterback do that? Again, whichever quarterback can do that, make the plays, but limit turnovers. Don't make mistakes. It's kind of it sounds so simple, but yet it's not. Once you do that, you're going to separate yourself, and we need we need separation. But I still think you're going to see the the quarterback battle heating up and continuing to get stronger and more comp, uh, more competitive uh, as each practice goes on and through each scrimmage. Too, uh, Joe Huff says defense will be solid. I think so. I think so. It'll be interesting to see, and, and I, 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 we'll talk more about that in just a second. But the offensive line, folks. You're solid in several spots, but you're still working on figuring out a tackle spot. You're seeing Austin Blasky and you're seeing Ernest Green battle it out for what presumably the the left tackle spot, right? You'd think Amarius Mann's probably going to stay right tackle. Obviously, the guards, you look at, um, you know, Tate Rallage at right guard, obviously Cedric Van Pran at center. Uh, then you got Right guard, I think Xavier Trust could do that. Michael Morris is in the mix. I think you look at Dylan Fairchild is another name that you could easily throw in there uh, and get some run in this offensive line. But, it's, again, it's a good problem to have eight guys that you could easily rotate in and all be starting caliber SEC guys. You just got to find the right five. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Austin Blasky did. Also, listen, that might be one of the more underrated names in this entire offensive line group. In my opinion, but if you know about him, you understand. Uh, as Joe Huff also mentions, going back to the, the quarterback situation, turnovers really great, Kirby. That'll get you a spot on the bench. Yeah, you have to be careful with it. I mean, turnovers, right? It's complimentary football, right? You turn the ball over, you're, you're hurting your defense, right? So definitely something that you have to keep in mind. Um, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's really no other way to put it. Uh, Ruth says Blasky's that dude, former high school wrestler. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at uh, Blasky's one guy, Dylan Fairchild's another. Uh, both of these guys were former wrestlers, state champion wrestlers for that matter as well. So the flexibility and, and all this and the physicality come from that. Right? That's, that's why it's another thing right? when you look at you know specializing kids in football versus other sports. Listen, when it comes to offensive linemen, wrestling, things like that, like that matters because you know they got that physicality with it, but they've also got some athleticism. Because it is, listen, wrestling is is more extrenu- like strenuous and more excruciating uh, from a mental toll, physical toll, than what you'll see on the football field. I, I think that's. I think any former wrestler or current wrestler can probably tell me that. Uh, just saying. So we know that if you come out and you have that kind of background, you you should have something for you know to look at there. Uh, Joe Huff says, after the last two seasons, we have to believe Kirby will have it figured out before fall. Uh, thank you, sir, for the great show. Yes. Uh, Rude says he'll gladly take a line of wrestling grinders who know how to push guys around. Yeah. That, again, that attests to the physicality. Um, when you take a look at the offensive line, though, right, you, you have to – you got to get the right five. I think we saw a little bit of this last season as well where you saw guys just all different kinds of – Right, all different kinds of just plug and play combinations, and I think ultimately, though, right, it got a lot of guys' chemistry, and really just helps the coaching staff see who works best with what, right? Who works best together, and you just go from there. Jowg has entered the building. I'm wondering if she's got her coffee. Let's let's do a comment check. Uh, does Jojo does Jowg have a cup of Apotheos coffee? Yes or no? Comment below. Um, also smash that like button, by the way, please. And thank you. Um, so obviously you talk about the offense offense from what it sounds like the offense had a little bit better of a day than the defense, even aside from the turnovers. Um, also keep in mind, this was the first time, uh, to my knowledge that the defense has been able to tackle, uh, been able to tackle since the national championship. So it's been, a little bit, and I think you're going to see that because uh, it sounds like from a defensive standpoint there was some uh, poor tackling per Kirby Smart. Uh, listen, we understand Kirby's standard here, um, but again, when when you haven't tackled like physically tackled since January, the first little bit's going to be different. I get it, I get it, but we'll start with the defense, folks. Um, but actually, pause before we do. 
before we do, I want to kind of go back a little bit to our sponsors. While I've got people's attention, the DGD podcast is doing a G-Day giveaway. I want this to be known. G-Day giveaway. giveaway. We have a pinned comment on our Twitter. All you have to do is go comment your score prediction for G-Day. Right. You could say 18 to, you know, 33, 18 black or 24, 22 red. Right. Just drop your comment predicting the score and the winner can either choose from a two bags of coffee from Apatios or a thirty dollar gift card to Alumni Hall. So the winner will be determined. Obviously, we'll kind of look through the comments and see that. Right. We'll see the comments. Whoever gets it closest will win. However, if you draw a perfect score and you guess it perfectly, you're not getting the two free bags or the $30 gift card. You get to choose between three bags of coffee for free or a $45 gift card from Alumni Hall. I'm just saying, folks, go comment on the pin tweet. You have to be following as well. So you have to follow the DG podcast on Twitter to be entered to win this giveaway. Uh, so do yourself a favor and go check that out because that's that's free coffee or that's a free shirt, right? However you want to view it. you getting, All you got to do is just predict it. So keep that in mind. Um, Pat says he was going to wager 63-3, but that's just unrealistic in this case. Yeah, the defense wouldn't allow 62 points, not even close. Uh, so, yeah, good call. I'm glad you did not do that, Pat, uh, because I would have had to look away immediately. There's no such thing as 62-3 under Kirby Smart. I mean, maybe maybe what we give out, not what we take in, okay? Just won't happen. Just can't. I can't see it. But, again, do yourself a favor. Go hit the, uh, go hit the comment uh, on the pin. It's pinned at the top. You'll see it. And let us know your score predictions. You have until, obviously, G-Day. Uh, and then we will determine the winner at that point. Now, talking defense. Before that, we talked about how right the defense hadn't tackled since the national championship game. So it's been since January since they've really tackled and things like that. And that can play a huge part from a defensive standpoint because Kirby Smart said it. There was some poor tackling. Right, You get the problems out of the way now. And then come time when you when Toby leather against an, a, a true opponent, you won't have those problems. But let's start defensive line. First off, it's going to be interesting to see how Jalen Carter's you know production is replicated. You have a plethora of names. You, uh, you've got Warren Brinson. You've got Zion Lowe. You've got Nazir Stackhouse. You also got guys like Jordan Hall. And Jordan Hall sounds seems to be making waves in regards to people. He's just a problem, too. I sense a trend here, folks, on both sides of the ball, for that matter. Uh, you also – listen, Jamal Jarrett is another guy, 6'5", six, six, basically 350. Going to be a problem. Right? It's just going to be a problem. But you still have to create the pressure from the interior. And now we need to see who steps up and does that on a consistent basis. I would assume Warren Brinson is going to be there. You know, how we see about it. Right, listen, another thing uh, while we talk about the D-line too is Michael Williams is out for the uh, spring. So that's opening up some things on the edge. 
right, on these defensive ends. Right? So you got guys like Tyrion Ingram Dawkins that could, you know, that gets these reps. Uh, you got Mpemba, you've got uh, Gabe Harris, Darius Smith, uh, even Chas Chambliss, right? Obviously getting run and seeing who's going to be the one, um, you know, because you're replacing, right, Nolan Smith and, and Bobby Bill. The defense will be just fine. You're going to rotate constantly, right? Georgia, that's just what we're known for. So you have to assume that that's what's going to happen. But it's still going to be interesting to see how that plays out, right? Just who's going to step up? You just have to. You really just have to. Um, Obviously, I think that's something that everyone needs to be cognizant of and, and kind of monitor especially moving on to next Saturday as scrimmage two comes up. Listen, G-Day, G I don't even know if you can use G-Day as like a true litmus test because Kirby will not do the things on tape, right? He will not give you that option. So us being on ESPN two, he's, I guarantee you, you won't see certain things just to keep it away from opponents, and that's okay. But I think as you move into the second, right, the second scrimmage, you know, this is where you're going to start to see some stuff, and you really need to see some separation. Who's going to be that starting caliber defensive tackle? Who's going to be the nose tackle? Do we assume it's Nazir Stackhouse? We we assume that it could be Warren Brinson, but you have to make yourself and assert yourself because you've got guys like Bear Alexander right at your heels too that, that stood out as at the end of the season last year. It can get very tricky, but we'll see what happens as uh, as the spring rolls on uh, regarding to that. But that sounded like there was some some uh, a good situation happening Saturday. Uh, Joe have mentions outside linebackers a huge question at the moment. They're so young, great athletes, but young. Yeah, I mean, I think you've when you look at the linebacking situation, you've got Pop Johnson, you've got um, Smile Manda, but you know, again, who, what do you look at? And from the outside linebacker standpoint. But that's key. You, know, you look at a name like Xavier Sori, right? Where is he at? You start to really question it. Like the kid is a freak athlete, but how do you use him? Right? Like why is he not playing? Is it what's going on there? Right? Uh, you look at Jalen Walker. Jalen Walker on third downs last year was a problem for people. He just was. You know, then you've got guys like CJ Madden, EJ Light. See all these all these linebackers. You're, there's no question with depth. It's just a matter of who's going to, again, it seems to be a common trend here, who's going to step out and be consistent with playing elite football, right? Because that's ultimately what's going to win you your playing time. It just is, that's just the way it goes. So you got to figure out who's going to be that outside linebacker, right? Is it going to be Chas Shambles? We don't know. There's so many questions. But Joe Huff is absolutely right. That is a huge question. And it's not a depth standpoint. It's just a matter of who's going to be out there, right? Who's going to be able to handle it and, and go play outside linebacker? We shall see on that. But I, I still feel confident in this linebacker room. There is no reason to feel not confident. How about that? And then we talk about the secondary. Folks, this is interesting. Georgia has been in a situation where we have felt dangerously thin at the defensive back position. That is not the case heading into this season. It's not. You lose Chris Smith, fair. So you got a safety, but you had Malachi Starks. 
Malachi Starks will obviously be there, but Javon Bullard, Javon Bullard is going to be a guy that will probably never come off the field. Just won't. But is he your star? Or could you see him play safety? That is the that is the concept right now that I think should have Georgia fans salivating. A combination of Malachi and Javon Bullard at safety, opening up the star to either Tyke Smith or you, you might see Deion Bowie there, Smoke Bowie there. But then you have guys like right, we obviously know Kamari Lasseter's your cornerback one for the most part. But then you look over on the cornerback two spot, and you've got guys, and you've got this is this is your war, folks. You've got guys like Dalen Everett. Nylon Green, Julian Humphrey, and obviously A.J. Harris, all four of them could easily fit into that second cornerback slot. And that's where it gets interesting because you have Julian uh, Julian Humphrey pick six. You've got a Javon Bullard pick six. We've saw Malachi Starks. The secondary is stupid. It's stupid, folks. Because then you've got – I didn't even mention Jonel Aguero – David Daniel Sisavant, all these guys can easily plug and play. This secondary is stupid, and it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. Joe Huff asks, do you take the best 11 and then figure out where to play them? I, I think, yeah, and yes, and I'll explain. So the fact that you saw uh, Javon Bullard playing safety, which allowing – you know, which that allowed Tyke to play star, right? And then you've got the cornerback situations, right? And then you have Jonell playing in at safety or however moving Javon down to star. You see those combinations and movement around the secondary, and I think that tells you that they're finding a way to get the best 11 on the field. And and honestly, if that's the case and they figure it out, they figure that, you know, they get the puzzle piece squared away, that's dangerous. That is dangerous. Now, that should also help your defensive line as well. Get If you have those kind of lockdown situations, you would expect, right, you would expect to be, that by some extra time for your, your defensive line and your edge guys, whichever linebackers are coming in, that allows them time to go rush and get home. Now, obviously, we've seen situations last year, right? Like you look at Ohio State, LSU, second half, where you started to get cooked, right, having to play this situation. But I think this year the personnel in this secondary, from cornerback to safeties, star position, I think you have the personnel to be able to play a lot of man or zone matchups where you have – situations where you can just have guys running and pass off and be and be more seamless with those situations so you're not getting and caught into un, really unwanted predicaments right and allowing big plays this secondary i think will be a strength of this defense moving forward in this season and it even it just shows from from scrimmage one i'm going to make my call it might be an overreaction if you will however you feel I'm just saying, seeing seeing the movement, right, hearing about the movement and the fluidity that these guys are playing, 
you obviously keeping Javon Bullard on the field. You know, what if say, uh, what if Starks need to take a breather? You put Jonah Aguero in. The the plug and play ability, the fluidity, the talent, all of this culminates into my belief that the secondary will be the strength of this defense, and also this the linebackers, the linebackers and the safeties will culminate together to form a back half. It's going to be stupid, folks. It's going to be stupid. I, I don't really know any other way how to put it other than that. Other than that, that's all I know. Okay? It's that simple. The secondary is going to be special. I'll leave it at that. With that being said, folks, I hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in Wednesday. I think you're going to like what we're going to talk about. I'm not going to spoil it for y'all. Got to leave y'all questioning what's going to happen. But again, uh, shout out to Apotheos Alumni Hall for our sponsors. And remember to go comment on our pinned tweet, folks, twitter.com slash the DGD podcast. Enter to get a chance at two free bags of Apotheos coffee or a $30 gift card. We will up the ante for anyone that predicts the score for G-Day perfectly. If you score perfect, you get three bags of coffee or a $45 gift card to Alumni Hall. Make sure you make sure to go do that, folks. You got a week, almost two weeks, right? Almost two weeks. With that being said, we hope you have a great day and go dogs.